Hey friends, welcome back. My name is Joe, this is The Joe Martino Show, and today we're gonna go through a simple process that I have found that has helped me and I believe will help you to affect changing your life, to grow, to, to change things that are, you're struggling with, and it will help you achieve your goals, whatever they are. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I want to talk to you today about this idea of how do we figure out what are the things that we need to do to change. So there's a step before this that I've been talking about a little bit. Uh, around. I've talked about it directly a couple times in the last few weeks we've been talking about it. You need to figure out what are the things that need to change first. Like what's the payoff to them? What, what's the advantage? That type of thing. And then you need to look for the things that you're doing that or trying to do, the things that you would like to change that you feel stuck on. And that's what today's episode's about. What we're going to do is what I want you to do is I want you to take two or three or four things that you're trying to change in your life Maybe you're trying to grow in, in, in an area of your life and, and you feel like you're stuck. You feel like you're not making the progress. Or if you want to do it, you're like, well, I don't really feel like I'm stuck anywhere. That's fine too. Then let's step back for a second and let's just say write down two or three things that you'd like to change over the next year that if you were to look back, you'd be like, you know what? My life will probably be better. If you were to look forward, excuse me, my life will probably be better if I make these changes. And if you were to make them and look back, you'd be like, yep, my life is better. What are two or three or four of those things? Now that you have two or three or four of those, I want you to take a moment and I want you to write out what they would look like. And so if you're driving, if you're a driver, podcaster, listener, you're going to need to come back to this. But what would the change look like? So if you want to save up money, that's a pretty simple one. I need to save, let's just say, we'll use simple numbers. You want to save up $1,200. That's $100 a month. What would that look like? That would look like $1,200 in a savings account, right? Now you can get more detail. You could even talk about like, what what, what do you think the benefits of that would be? Um, you know, it could be, well, I need $1,200 saved up into an online savings account that is difficult to access the money. Okay. And the benefit to that is, is that it'll earn interest, that I will, it'll struggle, I will struggle to get to it. So I won't be able to impulsively spend it, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that is fine. Once you have done that, then I want you to make a list of all of the things that are working against you getting it done. So what are the things that are working against you getting it done? And, and, and these are important to consider because there's a variety of things that work against us getting our goals done, but typically those things will fall into three categories. So once your list is done, we want to figure out what category they're in because that will help us better be able to solve the problem. So the first category is things that are working against you are things that you control. If you're easily distracted, maybe you need to make a change to what's going on in your environment or you need to set timers or smaller reinforcement loops, like anything that you control that's working against you. Maybe, you know, with the saving of money analogy, maybe you can stop spending money out for dinner as often as you are out for coffee or, or, or whatever it is. What are the things that are working against you that you control? Some of the things working against you will fall into this category. And it's really important that we that we, we accept that because once we accept that, then we can work, we can bring energy against those things to make the change better and more plausible and possible. When we deny the things that we control that are working against us, we give them more power because we refuse to address them. And like most things that are ignored, it only gets worse. It rarely gets better. 
The second thing that we have to consider, the second category, is things where we can approach the person who controls them. So let's say that you're working on a project around your house and you know your partner, your spouse is continually you know putting stuff in your way. You might go to them and be like, hey, I want to do whatever the project is. You keep putting these things here that I, I'm, I'm struggling to get around. Is there another place that we can put them? You can appeal to the person who's actually controlling what's going on and ask them to change. So the first category, you control it. So therefore you affect the change completely in and of yourself. The second one, you don't necessarily control it, but you can approach the person that you that, that does control it so that you can ask them to make the necessary changes so that it's possible for you to get the project done in the way that you would like to get it done or the change done or whatever it is. And, and sometimes it's like, you, you know, one of the things often I'll talk to couples who are maybe somebody's caught in uh, some substance abuse or food abuse. And, and I'll, I'll, we're going to have to talk to your spouse about like, you know, how do we not bring these into the house? Well, that's not fair. Well, it, it probably isn't fair, but fair is a place we pay people to pet pigs. So it's okay that it's not fair. And we're going to move forward in that vein. If, if you're thinking about this for your work, this there's a lot of things at work that people don't control. In, in fact, the day that this episode drops, I'm going to be teaching a group of people about what, what do you do when the resistance to completing a project is coming from things of, or people that you don't control. The first thing you do is you ask yourself, can I go appeal to them? Can I go bring them into my process? Can I invite them into the problem-solving process, can I ask them to make changes? The answer is always yes. You can always ask people to make changes. You can always invite them into the change process. And then that allows you the opportunity to bring more change to bear on what's going on. And this may take some work. One of the important things is to figure out what's the emotional payoff to the person. Like whatever they're doing, there's an emotional payoff to them that is somehow competing with your emotional payoff of completing your task. And so you need to do some work to figure that out and how you will help them still achieve their emotional payoff while not impeding you from achieving yours. And that's a little bit of an art. It takes time. It takes work. But what we're asking ourselves here is, so we've made this list of what are the things that are working against us making this change, achieving this goal. And then we want to break them up into three categories. The first category is, what are things that are that are working against it that I control? That I actually, I am the one that could make the changes in those things, which would help me make the bigger change. And then number two, what are the things that I don't control, but I could appeal to the person who does control them? And can I find a win-win? Stephen Covey, who kind of set the world on fire with his book, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that was one of the habits. Habit number four, think win-win. Can you think win-win? Which then brings us to the third category, and these are things that we can't control. We don't control them, and we can't appeal to the person who does control them, or we have appealed to the person who controls them, and they're not going to change. So we have to accept these as impediments that we do not control, and we have to accept them and work around them. And there are just things in our lives that we don't control. If you work for somebody else, there's things in your life you don't control. They probably set your schedule. And, and that's just the way it is. There are people that, that you know, you do not control a lot of things in your life. You don't control what your spouse does. You don't control what your children does. You, your children do, your children does. What's the right grammar there? I don't know. I spent all morning writing, and so my brain is just fried 
on grammar right now. I apologize. But you don't control what other people do. You can invite them and ask them and encourage them, but they do what they do and you have to accept that and move around it. So you don't control what other people do. You do control what you do. And so when we get to this third category, when we're going through the list of things that are working against us, achieving the change that we're looking for, there's going to be things that we don't control, that we do not control, and we cannot appeal to the person who does control them, or we have appealed to the person that does control them, and they're just not interested in changing and helping us. So we have to brutally accept that and then move on. Because when we don't accept that, we're just wasting time trying to bring energy to bear on something that it's, it's, it's getting no return. It's a wasted investment. And so once we've come to the place where like, okay, I don't control this. I can't get to the person that does, or I can get to the person that does, but they're not going to join me in making the change. Then we have to switch and ask ourselves, okay, how do I make a workaround? But before we get to the place, how do I make a workaround, which is actually the next step, we want to know which of these three categories this sub of subsets this falls into. So to review, here's what we're looking for. What are the two or three or four changes that we want to make in the next 12 months, we'll say. And you can do this for anything. You do this for the next 30 days, next six months, next year, whatever. What would that look like? So we want to spend a little bit of time. What would that look like? What would be the benefits of it? And then what are the, this is question number three, what are the things that are working against it? What are the impediments that we're encountering to get us there? In un, Underneath that, inside of that category, is these three questions that we're currently trying to ask. Where do these impediments fall? Things we control, things we don't control, but we can appeal to whoever is controlling them, or things that we cannot control at all. If we're to that third category, we have to accept that it's just the way it is, and now how do we move forward? And, and there are people like, oh, no, you don't ever have to accept things the way they are. Yes, you do. Like, if, if you want to be a pilot... Uh, for the Navy and your math skills aren't very good, you're probably not going to be a pilot for the Navy. It doesn't mean you can't be a pilot, maybe for you know yourself or for something else, but, but that's a pretty competitive field. Uh, I'm probably never going to be president of the United States. I have zero desire, so th that might be part of it, but I'm not going to play in the NBA. There are just some things that we're not going to control, and I think the sooner we accept that, the sooner we're able to then push on to towards our goal of what is it that we're trying to achieve. So now that we have what we want to do, we have what it would look like, we have the things that are working against it, the fourth step or fourth question that we want to explore is, what am I bringing to bear to, to make this change happen? What am I doing currently to make this change happen? So let's just say you want to lose... Uh, I need I need easy numbers. Let's say that you want to lose 48 pounds in the next year, 50 pounds in the next year, roughly four pounds a month. Okay, so what are the, what what would that look like? Well, you know, I'd be a size down or two size down. I'd be healthier. My doctor would be happier. My spouse would be happier. Whatever it is, whatever your list is. What are things working against it? Well, I really like. Um, I had a client tell me this one time. I really like to drink beer. I don't even care if it's. Uh, like I don't get drunk, but I just like to drink a lot of beer. I like to, and I don't like light beer. So I drink a lot of calories. Okay. Drinking calories is working against you, bud. Right. And so what are the things that are working against us? The good news is he completely controlled that. And because he completely controlled it, he could bring to bear self-control to change it. So what are the things that you're bringing towards the problem that help you 
figure out how to change or, or how to get the change process done. If you're trying to save up money, well, I'm putting away $25 a month. Okay, that's not going to reach your goal, but, but that's better than putting away zero. What are the things that you're doing that are helping you move towards change? Write those down. What are the things you could be doing to counteract all of the things in, in section number three where, where we're talking about the idea of, you know, there's three categories. What, what, what are the things that you could be doing that would counteract those? And here's what you're trying to do. You're trying to see with your eyes the actions that you're doing designed to bring the change that you're looking for. Because sometimes when we get caught in, in the struggle of trying to bring change, we lose sight of the progress that we're making and of the things that we're doing. And when that happens, we can often lose sight of the things that we could be doing. So that's this step. That's the problem this step solves. It helps you to see both what you are doing and be reminded of it regardless of how you feel. It also helps you to remember the things that you could be doing that maybe slipped your mind. I, I keep a like a chart of things that I need to get done. And, and sometimes I just write it one down one day and, and I don't get anything done. I got to move it to the next day. I don't even bother rewriting the next day. I just add the next day to it. But what that does is it keeps it in front of my eyes. It takes about 10 minutes a day, keeps it in front of my eyes, and then I can keep moving because otherwise I can forget things. I can forget to get back to people. I can forget to send the email. I can forget to do a host of different things where if I keep it in front of me, I can be better at that. And so what this step does is it brings into focus all of the things that you are doing and that you could be doing. And then the last step, and this is the one that's the easiest to answer and yet the most difficult. Do I need to enlist help from a professional or for someone outside of my normal circles to accomplish this goal? So if you're writing a book, you probably need, you would probably benefit from having a editor that is outside your normal circles. Yeah, but you, I have friends. Yep, I know. But you probably would benefit from having an editor outside of your normal circles. If you're dealing with deep emotional trauma, you probably would benefit from having a counselor who is outside of your normal circles to help walk you through that, walk with that through you. If you're trying to uh, in, improve in your professional career and you're new to it or, or younger to it, say 10 years or less, you would benefit by having a mentor. But if you're in year 11 to year 20 and you want to make that decade of your career look good, you would benefit by finding someone who's beyond that. And so this is the easiest question to answer. Do I need help? Yes or no. It can also be the most difficult because it sits on our emotions. And, and so once you've gone through the first four steps and you get to this one, the question becomes, do you need help outside of your normal circles to help you get it done. Now, sometimes people are like, nope, I actually, I could use help inside my circles. Okay, then that actually goes into the, the the last question of like, what are the things that I can bring to bear on this problem so that I will see change happen in a way that I think is good, in a way that I think is beneficial, and, and that will help me reach my goal. And, and once you're there, okay, the last question, do you need help? If you do need help, obviously I would, especially if it's an emotional or mental health issue, I would encourage you to reach out to a counselor. I believe in talk therapy, obviously. I believe in the power of, of sitting in a room with someone and, and just engaging into our own mess so that we can heal. All right, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with three of your friends. One of the ways that we find meaning is to find is share things that we find valuable with other people. So I would encourage you, share this with your friends, share, share this with three friends. Engage in that meaningful process. It'll help you, it'll help them, and it'll help us. To be honest with you, 
We want to get this word out to as many people as we can. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.